The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Right, we want to uh, move on because uh, Dublin has an awful lot to offer, as we know. But um, the rioting that we witnessed last week cast a shadow over the city that we all know and love. And I'm joined now by social media influencer Holly Carpenter and by Dublin biz own, business owner Andre Horn. Holly and Andre, good morning and welcome. Good morning. You both love Dublin in we, spite of everything. We've got the T-shirts and everything. Yeah, OK. <laughs> now, uh, tell me, Holly, first of all, um, you are a great proponent of what Dublin has to offer. You're a Dubliner through and through. Through and through. I absolutely love our city. And I think I'm so proud to be from Dublin. And I think having pride for where you come from is so important. And of course, like so many people, I was shocked and, you know, devastated by what we saw. And I can understand, you know, for a lot of people who maybe don't live in Dublin and they're in other counties and they're watching the news, they're seeing the fronts of the papers. It was horrifying. But I think now we really need to give Dublin some love. And it's an amazing city. I think we've been through historically harder times than this. Um, you know, I don't think we've ever jumped ship and abandoned the city. And I think that now is the time we just have to talk about how much we love it. I know the riots were really, really difficult and it was a dark time, but it's kind of like onwards and upwards now. I think December is a really important month for the hospitality industry, you know, for everyone in the city and like so many businesses kind of worry about January, February as it is. So I think we need to try and get people back into the city. And it's, it's a magical place, especially this time of year. You can't be walking down Grafton Street with the Christmas lights and hearing the buskers. And, you know, I think we have the most... Um, green space per kilometre compared to any other capital city in Europe. So we've got Marion Square, Phoenix Park, Stevens Green. There's just so much to Dublin. I love it. I love the people. I could talk on and on. I actually haven't taken a breath. <laughs> but I love Dublin is what I'm trying to say. And I think we all need to give uh, Dublin okay. a big hug. I'll come back to you in a moment <laughs> about the kind of TLC we need yes. to bestow on Dublin in a moment. Uh, Andrea, as uh, someone running a business, uh, obviously what happened, a bit shocking, a bit unsettling. I wasn't shocked at all, I think. You weren't shocked? No, I wasn't shocked. I was appalled, but not shocked. I think it's something that's been bubbling under for a long time. The alarm bells have been ringing. Um, there's been a lot of disenfranchisement. There's been a lot of issues, social issues in Dublin and the country. Um, we have m m political policies that are ravaging the city, um, and that's on purpose. We have a housing crisis. We have a racism crisis. We have so many crises. So that was not shocking at all. It had to come soon. And the bells have been sounded. Many media commentators, um, many people who should be listened to, um, people... Is it a tale of two cities, though? Because uh, you can walk down Grafton Street, as Holly has said, and I walked down the other night, and the early early evening, early night kind of thing, 7, 7.30ish. I felt totally safe around the, the Grafton Street, Dawson Street area. I was going to the launch of uh, Susie Byrne's book, Gay Byrne's Daughter, um, Dear Gay, and we'll be talking to Susie on, on Monday's programme. Uh, and I felt totally comfortable. And most of the restaurants were, you know, busy for a Tuesday night. So that was one part of the city. And then you cross the Liffey and you can feel distinctly unsafe even though you've got the Abbey Theatre and the Gaiety Theatre uh, and all the sort of entertainment and restaurants that are available there, you get a different vibe. But just because there's theatres and restaurants, it shouldn't uh, 
justify what was going on. I think. No, what, I'm not saying it does. I'm just saying that there, it is a tale just, of two cities. Uh, you know? I, I don't think it is. I think what we're looking at is what happened when COVID happened. Is we don't have a policy for living over shops for people living in the city. So we don't have that many people living in the city. And where people do live in the city is primarily on the north side. When COVID happened, the city emptied out. Um, we have uh, we put a lot of emphasis on businesses providing the amenities and services of the city. So we have a breakdown from Dublin City Council, from government. We've no leader who is taking control of the city. COVID happened, the city emptied out, the streets were unlawful. So basically when we have people in the city, that provides a layer of safety. Um, and now that the riots have happened, if we do that again and people stop coming into the city, that's a layer of safety gone away. We've also seen with the development of hotels, student accommodation and uh, big businesses that have big glass receptions that have, um, they're always empty, full of chairs. That's another layer of safety that's yeah. been taken away. So it's, we have to look at it from a policy perspective. Uh, I was going to ask you about you know, the, the policies that have driven people out. Uh, I had to drive across the city because it was in news talk at the crack of dawn. I drove my car in uh, and then I had to get to the cinema in Parnell Street to, to watch Napoleon for, for work reasons uh, in mid-afternoon. It, I, I know the city like the back of my hand. I was born and bred here. I went to school in O'Connell's school beside uh, Croke Park and, and beside Summerhill. I know the area intimately. Trying to get a car across the city is a bit of a challenge. Do you know, to get to particular destinations, they have made it an obstacle course. But the city should be for the people and not for cars to get through. So pedestrianisation no, I mean, actually... Does it work? Absolutely. You look at Paris and the complete overhaul of what they've done to the city by taking the cars out of the city. Um, there's still access, of course, but like you just have to look Paris, at Paris Drury Street. If you look at Drury Street, we're on South William Street. Um, we have been trying to pedestrianise Drury Street. If you look at Cable Street, the amount of people that are on the streets and are taking back the city and not just acting as a rat run for cars to get through. We need to, like, this is our city that we need to be in. We need to be spending. We need to be living. We need to be like partaking yeah, but, but, in the city to make the city. Do you not city. see what's happening, that people are saying, I am not going to shop in the city centre, I'm going to Dundrum or Blanchardstown or any of the suburban if you park because it's easier. If you park in the car park at Dundrum, you still have to walk the same amount as you would have to walk across town to get anywhere. If you park outside of Blanchardstown shopping centre, you have to walk from the car park to the shops. So it's exactly the same as the city. So that's a null and void um, conversation, I think. I'm dry in Dundrum. <laughs> when I'm Get walking. an umbrella. Holly, um, the TLC that the city needs. Um, well, I suppose it's a lot of it is just about turning up. You know, we need people in town. And I also feel like I agree with what you're saying about, you know, you feel like there's the two sides of the city. I grew up on the north side. I live in Stony Badder, so I can walk through Smithfield and, you know, go straight into town and everything. And I, I, address, I, I understand that a lot of capital cities do have an edge. And, you know, there's issues with crime in any capital city you'll go to. And you do have to look over your shoulder, particularly as a woman. If it's dark, I don't feel safe walking around Dublin alone in the dark. But that's since I was probably 12. Like, that's nothing yeah. to do with what's happened. That's but what's just... the TLC? I mean, oh, sorry, is it yeah. more police? Is it... Um what? Well, better street lighting, more I, scooters, more pedestrians, more bicycles? Well, less scooters, less of the lads in Balaclavas going around in scooters. I think that's a huge issue. I'd love to see absolutely no scooters in Dublin. Um, but I think that the Garda presence has been something that I felt really reassured by. Some people might feel it's too little, too late. But the main thing is, we, I think we need to stop looking 
back so much at what happened and we need to look forward because time is kind of against us, I think. And we are at the brink of actually losing Dublin. And I think the more people who say, do you know what, I'm not going into town, I'm going to go to Dundrum, I'm going to go to Blanche, fair enough. But I, I just think that's handing the city over then. You're, you're letting these people win and you're saying, OK, you can have it. And too many people have fought for Dublin over the years for us to now just throw our hands up and go, do you know what, I'm just going to shop online and I'm just not going to go in. The businesses need us. Any small business that survived through COVID needs people yeah. now, particularly in December. Yeah, you've got to make it easy for people to access the city, though. And yeah, well, there's the, ta- public transport the taxi is not issue as well. Is a great. Issue. I feel like every time I'm on the radio, I'm giving out about taxis. <laughs> <laughs> the taxi men must hate me when they see me getting in. But I do feel like, you know, as a woman, as I said, when you're feeling unsafe and you're going on your, your app to get a taxi, there's none around. And then sure, you know, people are probably afraid mm. to get certain public transport as well. So guard a presence, I think, is the answer. Mm. And the guardian need to be better equipped. Andrea? Yes. I mean, your solution for <laughs> what the, the problem you say is not new. It's not just since uh, last week uh, that that was looming. You weren't surprised, although appalled by what happened. What do you think should be done? I think we need to look at the city as a whole and from a planning perspective, what we're putting into it. I think we need to have more people on the street. I think we need to have more hustle and bustle in shops on the street as opposed to taking those spaces out. Um, The student accommodation and hotels that have taken over the city mean there's no community being built. We have to look at spaces for people to be able to create that you can go into the city without having to spend money. It's not just a shopping district, that it is a cultural district, that it is a place for people to live, for people to work, for people to create. And what we've done is we've driven out um, any sort of artists. We've driven out anyone who can't afford to live in the city. And we need to make sure that we're not just turning the city into somewhere for the rich and fancy because the culture that people come to Dublin for is primarily for the culture that was created by working class communities. And if you look at the transformation that's being done in the Liberties in Dublin 8, in uh, over by Connolly Station, they're driving out the people who create the city that we want to live in. So the people are the most important part. And if we're developing in the name of progress, what pro- what does that look like? And if we look at what has happened along Cork Street, that is just Premier Inn, student accommodation, there's no usage of cafes in the area. Th- those people are not adding to the city because they're coming in for a certain amount of time and then they're going in hotels you're not adding to the community so if we don't have a layer of community that's being built up we're just going to see uh, the city collapse all right well look thank you both uh, for sharing your thoughts on uh, why you love dublin and what we can do to make it more lovable i suppose that's uh, the bottom line holly carpenter social media influencer and andrea horan who's a dublin business owner uh, thank you very much so good to hear the conversation about dublin the pat kenny show with aviva insurance weekdays at 9am on news talk